0: Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. I remember visiting this family one time. They had me over for dinner. So after this delicious dinner and this decadent dessert, out came the crocinole board. Now, I never played Crokinole before moving out east, uh, but I, I have to say, I think I have a bit of a gift. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, in my own estima- estimation, I'm pretty good. Uh, if you've never played, you basically flick these pieces across the board with your fingers and you're trying to get them to the center and knock out the other pieces. Anyways, so it was early in the game, and it was my partner's turn, and, and I said, listen, here's what you need to do. You need to position your piece in such a way that you'll knock the opponent's piece off the board and then ricochet back to the center and land right in the middle. It'll be perfect. Now just take a deep breath and then release. One of the other players was like, Father Simon, you're so competitive. (laughs) We're just playing for fun. And, uh, you know, as you know, it's way more fun when you win. And so I want to win, right? (laughs) I don't know why God made me this way, but I'm competitive. Whether it's crokinole or shuffleboard or ping pong or jousting, I just want to win. I just want to win. I'm competitive. And it was that way since I was growing up, you know, uh, playing sports or video games or uh, even in school, uh, wanting to to be the best. And I went off to university. I started this program called Life Sciences which was really competitive. I remember hearing stories of students who would actually go into the library and tear out pages from a medical journal so that other students couldn't do the research for their assignments. Can you imagine? Right? That wasn't competitive. That was cutthroat. It was. Uh, it was pretty serious. And and it, it's led me to ask the question: Why? Can we be so competitive? What is it underlying that? I think deep down we know that we were made for greatness. Isn't that true? Like, that's why we love the Olympics. That's why people want to be Olympians. We're made to, to ascend to the highest of heights. And I think underlying that is this, this reality that God is great. We're made in his image and likeness. God is, in fact, the greatest of all time. Right? You've heard that expression, the greatest of all time, uh, referring to different athletes in various sports. Who's the greatest of all time? Well, God is the greatest of all time, and we are made in his image, after his likeness. And so I think much of our time here on earth is about trying to come into greater alignments with our creator, who is Greats, But the problem is this. So often, we pursue greatness in ungodly ways. And I just think of, obviously, the example of this unhealthy competition. It's one thing wanting to win at a game. It's another thing to tear out pages from a medical journal. Uh, but I think of so many other motivators that, uh, that might be part of this ungodly pursuit of greatness, things like uh, i don 't just want to make it to the podium, but I want to be seen there, I want to be noticed, or I want wealth and security, you know being at, at the top of your game uh, usually means that you 'll be compensated well uh, for uh, for uh, your, your hard work, or uh, you know I want the perks, that sense of autonomy and freedom, which comes with being the best or uh, I want the, to have influence and power. I want to be able to call the shots. Or I want fame and glory. You know, it's interesting. I, I never would have said that I wanted to be famous when I was younger. Uh, but there was this experience. Think back again early in my priesthood. I was preaching at this event for young adults. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. Right? They were, they were laughing at my jokes, which is the best. And uh, I just, it felt like they were eating out of the palm of my hand. Well, several years later, there was another old wise priest who happened to be at that event that night. And he said to me many years later, um, You know, I, I witnessed the kind of attention that people were, were giving you. And, and I started to pray for you, Father Simon. I was concerned for you uh, because there's something. Unhealthy about that. There I was, you know, becoming great, but maybe in an un- ungodly way. And I wonder if there's anybody else who can relate, where there's there's some mixed motives sometimes in our pursuit of greatness. Well, if that's true for any of you, well, we're not the first ones. Uh, right in our gospel today, we hear about uh, these these apostles who are with Jesus, literally the greatest of all time. But they, too, are, are inspired to become great. And there are these two guys, two brothers, James and John, who approach Jesus and, and say this. Grants us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. We want a piece of the glory. Jesus, we know that you're going to be the king of this kingdom that's coming. And we want positions of power and prestige. Well, uh... It's interesting to note the reaction of the other ten. They weren't like, hey, James and John, you need to be more humble like the rest of us. <laughs> they were angry, and I suspect it's because they're, they're, they're mad. Like, we didn't think of that first. Here are these two guys, they make, they make this power move <laughs> to, to, to have these positions. There's only two slots, right and left, and there's 12 of them. Right? So we got to be the best. We got to vie. We, we need to see, uh, there's this kind of unhealthy competition uh, to get into those positions. Well, Jesus sees the depth of their hearts. And he sees us as well in our hearts. And this is what he says. You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers... Lord, it's over them. And their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. And I think back to that old wise priest. His name is Father Jim. He's since passed. God rest his soul. But he actually would also quote this passage over and over again. Even when I was a seminarian, I'd hear him quoting this, and I wonder if you could see in my heart then, even as a seminarian, that unhealthy competition, that, that false pursuit of greatness. Uh, the, the rulers of this age lord it over them, but it shall not be so among you. And then Jesus continues by saying, whoever wishes to become great among you, must be your servants in other words you want to be great serve others that's that's the way to greatness or i'll say it this way godly greatness is found in service just say that with me godly greatness is found in service that's true greatness it's one we serve. And it's it's so countercultural what Jesus is describing. He's basically saying, you want to be great, humble yourself. Put the needs of somebody else before your own. Make a sacrifice of your ATM. If you were here last week, Father Alex talked about our ATM, our attention, our time, our money. Well, direct that towards the needs of somebody else, and then you'll start to experience this real godly greatness. So as I said, we're in our series 2.0, and uh, we've been unveiling the new game plan, this map of the disciple journey, step by step, how we can grow as followers of Jesus. And the thing about being a disciple is that a disciple is somebody who isn't okay with being mediocre. A disciple is somebody who wants to be great because Jesus is the greatest of all time. And so uh, we need to be constantly asking the question, what's next? And today, what's next is to serve others, this hallmark of discipleship. Now, as we've been saying in previous weeks, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I actually haven't said that. I don't know why I would say that. It's pretty disturbing and unnecessary. But uh, I guess it's true. There is more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, and when I think of serving others, there are many ways that, that we can actually serve others. I think of married couples. Husbands and wives are called to serve each other. Parents are called to serve their children. In time, children will often be called to serve their parents. Uh, and there's people who serve way beyond the walls of this church, in food banks, in, in soup kitchens, in shelters. And all of those are beautiful ways in which we develop this heart, to serve others. Well, at St. Benedict's, we want everybody to become great in this way of serving others, and so we want to make it uh, possible for you to, to pursue this. By one of the ways you can do that is participating in ministry here, and there's all kinds of ministries, uh, but just to name a few. And the simplest thing to do would be to go to our website, saint slash Benedict.ca/serve, and we've just highlighted a few areas. ...to get you started. So for example, hospitality. Uh, we don't have to worry about contact tracing and registration anymore. So now we want to convert that into a ministry of love and welcome... ...for people coming through our doors. Or things like tech support. That's, that's something that we have so many needs... Uh, ...both uh, here on Sunday, on the weekend, during the weekdays... ...even if you think about life groups that are work, meeting over Zoom if you 've got any any tech skills, um, you can help out and It could be something like helping with the slides it 's straightforward, but it 's so important or we want to rebuild our funeral team ministry, this this ministry of serving those who are grieving who have experienced loss and if you 've got a heart of compassion of, of mercy, this might be something you 're drawn towards or prayer ministry. Before COVID, we, we had these prayer teams. Often they'd be in the chapel after Mass, and people every weekend would go over to them to receive prayer. Uh, things like they, they, maybe they're, they're brand new, maybe they're struggling with mental health, maybe they lost their job, maybe, maybe they um, uh, want to get pregnant. Or you, you name it, all kinds of things that people would go and receive prayer. Uh, and then for those of you online joining us, uh, chat hosting and, and prayer, because we want to offer that same experience for people online, a sense of hospitality and welcome and prayer. And so uh, these are just a few things, not an exhaustive list, but uh, ways that you can get involved. And so if you would go to the website, again, serve you can fill out the form, and uh, we'll follow up with you to help you find a way to participate in ministry. Because, you see, if everyone does something, then no one has to do everything. I'm going to say that once more. If everyone does something, then no one has to do everything. And I know of parishes where there's like this tiny group of people who seem to do everything, but it shall not be so here at St. Benedict. And I know that we already have hundreds of people uh, who are involved in ministry, and we want to invite more and more to join. You know, as I was praying about this passage, uh, I was struck by the very last line, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I prayed with this passage probably dozens and dozens of times, but I felt Jesus saying, I want you to insert your name into the passage insert your name. And I was praying, you know, I was trying to say, okay, for I, Simon, came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life. I gotta be honest, I felt convicted. I was like, I'm not there yet. I I, I still have these mixed motives. I still have these ungodly ways in which I'm trying to pursue greatness. And I want to challenge everybody, take this line to prayer this week. Insert your own name. That, That Can you say, I have been called not to to be served, but to serve? And it's okay if you're like me, you're like, I'm not there yet. Jesus can help us to become great in the way that he is great. And when I look around at our parish, I see so many people who inspire me in the way that that they're growing in greatness. And I just want to take a moment and insert a few names. Again, not an exhaustive list, but just a couple names. I want to insert the name Laura. For Laura did not come to be served, but to serve. And Laura is this young lady. She's a CCO missionary, so she works with Catholic Christian Outreach. Her full-time job is to serve. Uh, and it's never-ending, and yet she chooses in her spare time to serve here at the parish. She helps with with AV, and she helps uh, with, uh, more recently, with music ministry. She's just so generous. Uh, I think of Prem. Prem came not to be served, but to serve. And Prem and his family came to Canada just in the last few years, and almost right away, they were like, we want to participate in ministry. And uh, Prem is... uh, has been involved also in tech and he got trained to be a cameraman and throughout our pandemic he's he's been serving in that way. Or I think of Carol Ann. Carol Ann came not to be served but to serve and here's this lady who's she's very much retired but she's not retired from serving others and she's helping out in music uh, sorry in uh, as a mass coordinator and and an altar server and and in all kinds of other ways. Just the other night, the bishop was here for confirmations, and she was serving joyfully. Or think of Avery. Avery came not to be served, but to serve. And Avery's got a fascinating story. He's not even Catholic, uh, but he's been involved in Alpha, in, in life groups. He's serving at Mass in the music ministry. He plays drum. Uh, he's, uh, he's very much in our game plan. And he and his fiancée, Ronnie, are... Are going to get married just in the next couple of weeks. But I said to Avery, I bumped into him the other day, I was like, hey, thank you for serving. And he was like, I love it. I love having the chance to to feel connected in this way. And I could go on and on inserting name after name of people here in our parish. You who have come not to be served, but to serve. And if that's you, then you know. You've, you've You've discovered that having this heart, this disposition of serving others, that that's the secret. Because godly greatness is found in service. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.